Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 458. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 through 24. Let's read our passage. Be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Brothers and sisters, you know the household of Stephanus. They are the first fruits of Achaia and have devoted themselves to serving the saints. I urge you also to submit to such people and to everyone who works and labors with them. I'm delighted to have Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaeus present because these men have made up for your absence, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, recognize such people. The churches of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla send you greetings warmly in the Lord, along with the church that meets at their home. All the brothers and sisters send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. This greeting is in my own hand. Paul, if anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him. Our Lord, come. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. This is Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. Church he had founded five years earlier on his second missionary journey. He's now on his third missionary journey. He's in Ephesus, and he's sending this letter to the church in Corinth. This is the completion of this letter. It has been a letter of correction, a letter challenging many issues with the church in Corinth. Now he's closing it out, these final few paragraphs, and it's it's warmly worded. It shows his actual affection for them. He begins in verse 13 with uh, just the challenges. Be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. So it's just do these things. And it's meant as encouragement, not slapping them down or anything. And these are all oriented toward the faith, the gospel. Stay faithful to the gospel. Be alert because there's things that are going to lead you astray. They've been led astray. Stand firm. Stand firm on the gospel. He says, stand firm in the faith. And the faith and the gospel are the same thing. Be courageous. Be strong. That is, be willing to stand firm and do whatever's necessary to remain faithful to the gospel. Now, verse 14 is another challenge here. Do everything in love. This is speaking to their relationship with one another. And that is an area they do need to work on. But it's a challenge to all churches at all times. Do everything in love. How you treat one another is incredibly important. You can't treat each other in unloving ways and still claim to love the Lord. It just doesn't work that way. You can say you love the Lord, but if you don't love God's people, then God has some strong words to say about your actual love for him. And verse 15, brothers and sisters, you know the household of Stephanus. They are the first fruits of Achaia and have devoted themselves to serving the saints. I urge you also to submit to such people and everyone who works and labors with them. So the household of Stephanus, he says that they are the first fruits of Achaia. So these are some of the first converts in Corinth. Remember, Achaia is that southern portion of Greece. And Corinth is the primary city. That's where Paul spent his time in Achaia, in Corinth. So the f- some of the first converts are the, the absolute first. 
don't know. They're probably among the first early converts in Corinth. And it's the household of Stephanus. And apparently they have remained loyal to Paul. There's been a lot of people in Corinth who are challenging Paul's authority, challenging Paul's faithfulness, challenging Paul's doctrine and teaching. But apparently the household of Stephanus, they have remained loyal to him. And Paul's basically encouraging the church of Corinth to listen to them. He says, submit to them. Now, does he mean so with a, a meaning of authority or just to voluntarily submit yourselves to how they're wanting to lead you as a church? But he's, he's speaking them up here. He's uh, basically speaking well of the household of Stephanus and says, and, and everyone who works with them, listen to these people. And he goes on to talk about some people from Corinth who are with him here in Ephesus. The first one he mentions is Stephanus, who he just said, the household of Stephanus. He says, I'm delighted to have Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaeus present, because these men have made up for your absence, for they've refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, recognize such people. So there's three guys here in Ephesus with him that are from Corinth. Stephanus, who he just mentioned, it's his household was the first fruits of Achaia. So Stephanus, and then these other two guys, Fortunatus and Achaeus. Fortunatus is a common Roman name. It means lucky, basically, and often would be adopted by freed slaves. So both these guys likely are freed slaves, freedmen. Achaeus just means one from Achaia. So kind of like the old TV show, The Virginian. He's from Virginia. So Achaeus is a guy from Achaia. So Fortunatus, lucky. And the guy from Achaeus, they're here. And he says, they've made up for your absence. Now what he's basically saying here is, these three guys from Corinth are here with me, and they're filled a void in my life, that void of not being with you. And you know, he's speaking nice here. He's, he's using good terms to show that he misses them. And I think he truly does. He does care for them. That's why he has invested so much in them. That's why he's made the trips. That's why he sent the people. That's why he spent the time with them. He really does care for them. They are his brothers and sisters in Christ. And he can't be with all these people that he knows and cares about. And these three guys from Corinth being there in Ephesus with him. He says, hey, it fills that Corinthian void in my life. And a challenge and recognize such people. These guys are faithful. Please treat them well and listen to them. Then he concludes with some standard greetings here. In verse 19, it says, the churches of Asia send you greetings. Now remember, he's in Ephesus. That is modern-day Turkey. And that is the continent of Asia. It was from near there that they got the Macedonian call and crossed over to northern Greece, the continent of Europe. So he's talking about Asia. He's talking about that area around Ephesus where he's at currently. And he says, all the churches here send you greetings. There he's speaking to the unity of churches that they were all brothers and sisters in Christ. And all the churches here love you and send their greetings to you. 
Aquila and Priscilla send you greetings warmly in the Lord along with the church that meets in their home. Now, Aquila and Priscilla, they used to be in Corinth. You go back to Acts chapter 18, where we first see Corinth. We read, after this, he left Athens and went to Corinth, where he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. So the first people he really runs into in Corinth are Aquila and Priscilla. So they used to be there. And he says they're in Ephesus now, and they actually have a, a home church, a church that meets in their home. Well, when Paul writes Romans, it seems that they've gone to Rome and have a house church there. Then when he writes to Timothy, they seem to be back in Ephesus again. So they seem to be, well, they're probably wealthy since they have a house big enough to have a house church. But they have also been very faithful to Paul, and they're well known to the church in Corinth. So Quill and Priscilla send you greetings and that house church that meets in their home. Verse 20, all the brothers and sisters send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Now, this probably just comes out of Judaism. That's the kind of greeting they would have. This holy kiss thing became something formal as part of worship services later on, as part of tradition. But this is probably just basically carrying on that Jewish tradition of just greet one another with a holy kiss. This is way of warmly treating one another. In verse 21, this greeting is in my own hand, Paul. So with the, Paul's letter to the Galatian church, uh, a warning, don't believe things that you hear people saying that I said. Paul often then signs his own letters to authenticate that this really is from him. So up to this point, it's been written by somebody else as far as dictated to Paul's dictating and somebody else is writing as the secretary. And then this last bit, Paul writes himself. He says, this greeting is in my own hand, Paul. And then from here on, it would be in Paul's own handwriting. So he's not dictating this. He's feverishly scribbling this out himself. If anyone does not love the Lord, a curse be on him. That sounds harsh, but really, Anybody who's not in a relationship with God is under a curse. And so he actually used the Greek word anathema here. And so if you don't love the Lord, you're, you're already under the, a curse. Then he says, our Lord come. And this is the, the Greek word maranatha, our Lord come. And it's a prayer. It's, Lord, come back, finish everything you started, return and let us see your glory. Then he offers this benediction, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you, and then my love be with all of you, Christ Jesus. So not like surprising here, just some personal notes, some greetings, challenges, stay faithful to the gospel, stay in love with one another, uh, treat each other well. There's some faithful people here i got to mention by name, respect them, treat them well. People here all care about you. We are one in Christ and all the churches around here. Hey, you know, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, they got house church here. They love you lots. And 
then his final reading autograph in his own hand, authenticating things. And this closes out 1 Corinthians. It's been a rough letter in that they've got a lot of rough areas they need to work on. And Paul has challenged them in many, many ways. He's challenged them about the, the divisions. He has challenged them about their failure to deal with the blatant sin. Challenged them about their views about marriage and about participating in the feasts at the pagan temples. And he's talked about public worship and their, how out of control they are with their use of tongues. He's given them some words about resurrection that they seem to be having trouble with. So there's been a church that's got a lot of problems. And it's not over yet. We talked uh, last time about Paul thinks he's going to go on over to Macedonia, spend some time there, then head down to Corinth. Well, he's probably got to make a speed run down to Corinth, try to deal with some things, and there's going to be a lot of fallout. He has to send another letter, and then 2 Corinthians, and he has to send Titus a couple of times. And so they continue to be a problem church. He will actually make it there, but not before we go through Paul's next letter, which will be 2 Corinthians. Remember, we're going through the Paul's letters in a chronological fashion here. Paul right now is on his third missionary journey, and he is in the city of Ephesus. He sent 1 Corinthians, and next will be 2 Corinthians. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we start 2 Corinthians.